right, everyone. And we have Eden here who wrote the memoir, Becoming Shameless, which is way more than your average memoir. This memoir tackles years of gaslighting and abuse from a narcissistic mother. It tackles a young woman struggling with eating disorders and her sexuality. Eden uses music a lot as a tool, a sort of therapy. And I feel that's an excellent addition and something that I've never realized is such a good outlet. It's a beautifully written memoir that I feel everyone can gain something from. So Eden, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all, thank you for that beautiful review. My name is Eden Robinson. Um, I write under the the name Eden Simcha because uh, there's already an established author with my legal name. So I just chose Simcha as my my kind of writer name um, because it's Hebrew. It's the Hebrew word for joy or joyful. And my, my day job is I'm a body positive personal trainer. I just decided to write this memoir um, because I had just finished reading Jeanette McCurdy's book, I'm Glad My Mom Died. I've always been a fan of memoirs and that one just like hit extra hard in in a really good way. Like when you read a story and it just like hits you, you know? Um, And, you know, as I was reading, I, in terms of like the family dynamics, you know, there was a lot that I related to and I, I had a lot of stories that like as I was reading her book, it got me thinking about my experiences and my stories. And so I started to write those stories down. And within a week, I had about 25,000 words. I was like, oh, this is, <laughs> I think, I think this could be a thing. Um, and so, you know, then I, I just kind of, you know, by Googling stuff and, and, and connecting with um, others in, in the writing community, uh, I, I learned about self-publishing and, uh, I decided to publish through through KDP, which is Amazon's like self-publishing service. And yeah, so um, my book, Becoming Shameless, uh, just came out in uh, February 22nd. Well, technically it came out a week earlier, but it was supposed to come out February 22nd, uh, just because I'm doing all this for the first time and I hit the button way earlier than I needed to. So it ended up coming out a week early because the first time you do something, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to hit things wrong. So, but you know, it's... It's been a really, it's been a, an incredible process, um, an incredible journey, the whole, the whole everything, uh, the writing and the getting feedback and people have been so lovely and everything from like my beta readers, my arc readers, just everyone's been so supportive and, 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 you know, again, my, my beta readers and my editor were immensely helpful in helping me kind of make this better. And, you know, my arc readers have been so wonderfully sweet and supportive at writing these beautiful reviews. And I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of like, I can't believe this is a thing. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. So yes, it's been a lovely experience. Yeah. And I definitely, Rachel and I are both talking about it. I definitely see, um, now that you've said you took inspiration from, I'm glad my mom died. I definitely see that. And I feel like, um, hopefully writing this was therapeutic to you. Oh, immensely. Okay, good. <laughs> like I, um, so I, I pretty much wrote it in the order that it appears in the book. And so, you know, when I went back to like edit the first few chapters after I'd like basically like written the whole first draft, I was able to really easily like edit out a lot actually, because I had, you know, the the first draft was just to sort of like, this is what happened and this is what happened and this is what happened. And then, and then going back to edit, I was able to like tell the story better and, and, and cut out things that felt repetitive. It's hard to explain, but I, I, I was in a different headspace with regards to these memories. Like I was in a different headspace in the process of editing than I was when I was writing them. And so like just, just the act of just like writing that whole first draft 
so much healing happened that I, di- I didn't quite realize it was happening at the time. But then I went back and, and like read the beginning and I was like, oh, I know the headspace I was in when I wrote this. And I can see that, like where I am now and where that difference is. I kind of see that in the epilogue too, you know, like I, you, you see your progress as you're writing the book, you know, you see like, well, at least from a reader point of view, I saw like, okay, she's starting to realize, you know, this isn't right. This is narcissistic behavior. This is, you know, this. So it's like, I wonder if her, if she's actually, you know, going through that journey along the way of writing it, you know, and then the epilogue, like it's a hundred, like with 360, you know, just turn. It's like, okay, I realize what's going on now. Like, I want to help you guys like that chapter. What was it? 27, I think, where you um, did that numbered list like that. Oh my gosh, that helps. That should help everyone. You know, like the little things like, don't, don't take this, shit, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. don't, like seriously, yeah. like it's yeah. not normal. Like one of the quotes actually that I absolutely love is if I were who I should be, the people who love me wouldn't hurt me. Like, that's just, wow. You know, and everyone can take something away from that. Cause people don't realize like when it's your parent, especially you're like, they want what's best for me. You know, they love me. They're my parent. And you're like, but this isn't normal behavior, you know? So that was, it was beautiful to read that. And I, especially people that might be dealing with that themselves could open that and be like, Hmm, Maybe I should reevaluate this relationship as well. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. Um, and and that was that was one of the the things that motivated me in, in writing this out was because I knew from from having read other memoirs uh, like Jeanette McCurdy's memoir um, and others that that you know I'm not the only one who's gone through this. And I've loved memoirs since I was like you know, 11, 12 years old. And so a lot of the memoirs that I've read have have, have shown abusive relationships and I remember at the time drawing parallels but then but then kind of beating myself up a little bit and being like that's not fair like you're not being fair to your mom you're not being fair you know and that's not the same thing and da 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 but it I didn't quite realize it at the time but being able to read about these other people's experiences even if I wasn't yet ready to like really draw the parallels at the time that I was reading their book just being able to read their story and relate to their emotions, you know, even if I couldn't accept that I was also in an abusive relationship at the time, just hearing someone's story where I was like, okay, I'm not the only one feeling these emotions. You know, I'm not the only one grappling with this level of like loneliness and sadness and even anger and, you know, all of these, all of these feelings. And that's why music, you know, is, is so important to me as well, because, you know, what is a song other than just a three minute story? And so, you know, reading these memoirs and, and hearing these music, hearing these songs where the lyrics, you know, tell again, these stories of anger and sadness and hope and, and fear and all of these things, you know, it just helped me feel more okay. You know, at least in the moment, it helped me feel like, okay, I'm, I'm not the only one going through this. You didn't feel so alone. Exactly. And I I feel like oftentimes that can be the first step to healing is this realizing that like, you're not the only one dealing with this stuff, you know, later down the line, you might be able to kind of recognize, oh, like, actually, I, I actually am in an abusive relationship. Like I'm not, I don't just relate to the stories. I, I like, that's, it's me. Like I am, I'm in one of those stories, you know? So, so yeah, so that there, there were many things that motivated me to write um, internal and external. Um, and that, that was absolutely one of the external factors was like, I wanted to help other people feel 
uh, less alone. And, you know, it's, it's sort of like this, like feedback system, right? Where like, you know, I wrote this book and then a reviewer leaves a beautiful review about how they related to my story. And there, there's that connection that's made there, you know, like, oh, I'm see, I, I like, I really am not alone. Cause here's this person who read my book and, and they related to it, you know? So it's like this, this feedback system and on a broader scale, you know, having read so many memoirs myself and, and listened to so much music that tells the stories, I benefited so much from that. And I wanted to contribute something like I wanted to bring something to the, to the table. I love that. And I know you mentioned in your memoir that this was your first one. So do you have plans of continuing your story or plans of branching out into maybe another genre that's not memoir? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, again, I, I, I just finished writing, writing that book. Like I, I think I finished the draft. Um, She's like, ma'am, give me some time. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I like just started, I, I, I just, um, I, I probably started editing, I think in like December or so, you know, so okay, I haven't okay. lived, like I haven't lived enough life since then to be like, right, I have a whole right. other book. <laughs> I have a whole other memoir and we have a second memoir, you know, it's also, as I get older and I form these adult relationships, if I were to write a memoir, it would include a lot more about these like people in my life. And, you know, I, I it's harder to kind of tell that line of I want to tell my story. I don't want to tell someone else's story when they didn't sign up for that. Right. So I don't know about another like memoir per se. I did uh I did just have an idea for like a, a fiction book, um, like a, a a cute little sapphic love story. Um and so I I just started working on that. Um and I think that could, you know, I don't I don't know how many pages that would actually come to, but I think it could come to like another um, again, my goal is to self-publish. I kind of, I'm at this point, like, I'm like, I don't care what traditional publishers think of my work. So, you know, so I'm thinking like, if I can make another, like, you know, 25, 30,000 word book, that's, I'll be happy with that. And so I, so yeah, so last night I, uh, I drafted up like a little, a little cover. Cause that's one of the first things I like to do when I have a book idea is like to come up with a, a cover mock-up that helps. I don't know that, is like is, if I have enough of a story idea that I can come up with a with a cover mock-up that makes me happy and inspires me, then I know I have something. And I wrote like the first like two thousand words of it. So we'll see we'll see how that progresses. You know the the central story of it, and I, I'm going to bring in other other elements that obviously parts of my life that I've lived have obviously inspired. the The main storyline through it is, um, you know, there's this woman who's in a relationship with her boyfriend who's lovely and supportive and perfect and it's not it's still not right and she doesn't know why um because that is an experience that a lot of women have not just queer women but just like sometimes the perfect relationship isn't perfect for you for whatever reason you know so she's trying to she's you know trying to fix that um because that's her that's her personality she tries to fix everything and she internalizes everything you know she meets this other woman who is uh who she ends up you know, falling in love with and then kind of having to to grapple with, you know, her her friend who she's called her boyfriend for years and she's lived with and she's built this life with. Um and and the person who really makes her happy and who she really loves in the way that she wishes she loved this other person. I, I want to tell that story because there are so many women who have that experience where they feel so incredibly guilty. Uh, for the the person that they wish they loved, but they just don't. 
I think that's, I think that's another level of shame that a lot of us just kind of need to need to let go of, you know, like it's not, it's not a bad thing to chase your own happiness. You can love them, but not allow them that toxicity. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So about the memoir, what was the most like challenging part of putting yourself out there, you know, putting this story out there? Were you ever concerned about like backlash or someone maybe saying maybe even just bad reviews? Like, cause I can't, man, putting myself out there that that's hard, you know, that's your life too. It's not like, it's just, Oh, a fiction story, whatever. Like that's your life. I think so. I think the, the, biggest thing that helped me is the fact that I am not trying to make a living off of writing. Um, Again, I have my day job. I'm a personal trainer. That is the work that I do, you know? So I think if I were trying to make this my livelihood, that's where I would, that's where all my rejection sensitivity dysphoria would just, would just come up. Um, Because this is like a passion project, it's a hobby. I really mentally prepared myself and I'm, and, and was able to more easily mentally prepare myself. Like there are people who don't like it you know, and that's okay. And I can have my feelings about that. Like I can be like, you know, whatever, like I can have my feelings, uh, but then also be like, you've read books you don't like. And like my advice to any author who's like, who like got a bad review and they're feeling like they're feeling that sort of like, you know, kind of feeling go to your favorite book, the book that you like wish you could write that well, go to that book and read every one star review, every one and two star review of that book. And it will instantly make you feel so much better. Whatever book is in your mind is like, this is the apex of perfection. Every word of this book is just chef's kiss. Just read the one and two star reviews and, and you'll feel better. Um, and so, you know, I've like, I've done that both like in preparation and also after the fact, just to kind of shake it off, you know? Um, and another thing is that I, uh, I watch a lot of um, I watch a lot of commentary like YouTube and I watch a few like booktubers just hearing their feedback on again obviously books I didn't write you know but just like hearing how they talk about books it just it's helpful because it kind of for me anyway it kind of like immunized me a little bit against that criticism it's like you know there's going to be books and you can go to those videos and like read the comments right and the 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 youtuber will say oh my god i loved this book it was my favorite book i give it five stars in the comments and be like i tried to get into it i could not it was so boring to me you know and vice versa stories are different you know what i mean and and stories are gonna are gonna reach certain people and they're and they're just gonna fall flat to others there's just there's no way to write a story that like everybody loves you know and there are a lot of popular stories that don't speak to me so also reminding yourself that you're writing your story to connect with others like you. And so people who are not going to connect with your story are not going to connect with it. Yeah. That's a real pause. That's a real positive mindset on that. I, I love that because, you know, I would just be so scared. I'd be like, okay, I'm putting out my, you know, all my insecurities. I'm putting out everything I've went through and, you know, I would just be so scared, but you're right. You know, you have to remember that this is just the whole point of this was not only for your therapeutic, you know, ability to write this down, but to help other people and to connect, like, cause it, the fact that you bring music into it is so important to me because I definitely have felt that before. Like, you know, music really can help people too. And it's funny. Cause I was reading your book and I was like, Oh, I want to listen to pink now. <laughs> That's, I honestly, like, I, I obviously I wrote this book for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons is like, I did want to write in a sense, like a love letter to the people who have helped me. And Pink is absolutely one of those people. I just adore her. I owe her so much. I I am so grateful 
to her uh, for her honesty and her humor and her playfulness and her bravery and, you know, the way that she tells her story just really honestly. And that's also been helpful because I also remind myself, listen, there are people out in the world who hate pink. And then my brain goes, how dare they? And I'm like, right? So you know what I mean? That's helpful. If I ever, if I ever am thinking about, you know, like, oh, this person gave me like a, you know, this review or, or had this critique that I, that I don't agree with because they're critiques you agree with. Like those, that's just helpful advice. You know, if there's a critique that you like, don't agree with that you feel like you don't understand da, 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 whatever. It's like, just remind your, just think of the person who you love the most and remind yourself that there are people who don't like them and then you'll feel better. So um, kind of going back to the whole self-publishing thing, because I know we have a few listeners who are interested in learning more about that process. So you mentioned that you self-published through KDP, which yes. is the um, like the Kindle Amazon publishing, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. So could you sort of just explain what that process is like? Like, is it difficult? Is it simple? Is it, is it easier than we think it is? Because to me, self-publishing seems like the most intimidating thing in the world. So intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, to me, it felt relatively easy. You know, basically I, you know, you, you create an account and then you upload your manuscript and I can't remember like the exact like bit, like step by step. Again, it was kind of a, a bit of a blur. Um, and one of my, one of the symptoms of PTSD is like just terrible memory. Like I just, it's like I do things and then I just like, they just like wipe themselves from my memory. So you upload your manuscript, um, you write, that's what it is. You upload the, you like choose kind of the bit, like the formatting stuff and, you know, you upload the cover image. Um, and that was honestly the most like tedious part of it was making sure that the image like lines up with what it should because you have to have, like the spine image and the back image and the front image and so for that one personally canva was my best friend you know and then you uh submit a, a proof request so they send you a copy of your book but it always is going to have this like gray bar across it you know which this is not for resale so it, it makes sure that like like i can't like try to sell this or something um it's basically just for me to look through and make sure it translated from like PDF or whatever file, you know, to paperback. And that, and, and then you can also see it. So you can see how things look. Cause sometimes, you know, you think you like a font, you think you, you know, you think you want it double spaced or whatever. And then you get it and you're like, Oh, I don't like that. You know? And then you can kind of, what you do is you'll, once you receive the proof, you go back and you edit, you make the, you know, any edits you want to make, then you request another proof until you're happy with it. Um, and then once you have that proof that you're like, this is, this is the one, then a couple of days, I did it a week. You don't need to wait a week because if you do it a, or, or not wait, sorry, you don't need to do it a, a week ahead of time because if you do it a week, it'll, it'll probably publish a week ahead of time, but do it a couple days prior, you hit the publish button. And I think for anyone who's like used to navigating any website it's pretty self-explanatory and I was doing it on my phone because I currently don't have a working computer so even more so the fact that I was able to navigate it properly on my phone with like no hiccups is you know a, a testament to the clarity of the website after you hit the publish button they send you an email of like it's 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 on it's on KDP it's it's um I'm not sorry it's on Amazon and it's available yeah are you um are you happy with how the self-publishing process went like would you self-publish again in the future I think I think you said you would oh yeah no for sure because honestly like personally the most 
draining part of the entire writing process was right in the beginning when I thought I might be working with a traditional publisher. And so I was like submitting, I was submitting to just so many publishing houses. And, you know, each publishing house has their own like rigmarole hoops you have to jump through, stuff you have to include. Like you have to like promote and like market yourself in a way that was just like, exhausting and like each publishing house like wanted had their a different list of, of things that they wanted that was like the most exhausting process once I let go of that was like screw this I'm just gonna self-publish well I am so happy for you and I absolutely enjoyed this memoir I know Rachel did too I feel like everyone like I said before I really feel like everyone should read this just because I feel like it opens up you know a lot of doors and a lot of questions that people might have and relatability, you know, uh, there's something in the story that everyone can relate to. Um, but I just wanted to close this out with another quote that I found that I liked. And that was when I stopped denying my sexuality, I stopped being at war with myself altogether. There is no longer an endless pit of, sh- of carn. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I typed that wrong <laughs> of shame and self-denial. <laughs> I'm not trying to satisfy a carnal hunger through any other means. I loved that quote because, you know, that really resonated with me. You know, once you finally figure out what's going on or what in your life, you know, it, everything kind of settles. And I feel like that's how I read from your epilogue. You know, you feel, I feel like everything's kind of like settled with you now, you know, you put this out there, you got through what you needed to get through and it's never ending. You know, you're always going to, always going to be dealing with stuff, always going to be doing this kind of thing. And I loved it. I'm so excited. And I hope, hope, hope you write more stuff in the future. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, um, yeah, like you say, like healing is a, it's a, it's a constant process and, you know, and and something I write about a little bit in the book is, you know, this trauma that I've experienced was relational trauma. It was, it was from my mom. And so, you know, the, and, and, and there was some relational trauma, you know, in, in the abusive partnership that I'd had as well with an abusive ex. And so, um, in my relationship with my current girlfriend, Jackie, I'm able to practice what I've learned in that healing process. And I'm able to bring that to the table. Um, and that is incredibly healing that feedback loop of, you know, recognizing, recognizing the habits that I, uh, the roles that I played in these, in these abusive dynamics, and then being able to make different decisions and respond differently. And then seeing the positive results of that play out in real time. That is healing in and of itself. I love that. And I think that was beautifully said. Healing is definitely always going to be continuous. And it's just kind of learning to accept that it's going to be continuous. But you got to start the healing journey. You know, you got to start the healing journey. And a lot of people don't don't do that and don't realize it. And I feel like her her memoir will open that door for some people. Eden, your memoir was beautiful. And everyone definitely needs to go read this. It's on Kindle Unlimited too, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. It's on it's on Kindle Unlimited. Um, it's on Amazon. Um, I'm trying to get it on Ingram Spark so um that I can have like a so I can do like a local book signing um at a local bookstore. I'm working through that. Again, I'm learning all this as I do it. So it's a work in progress. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We love chatting with you. We would definitely want to chat with you again. You're so sweet. So cool. Loved your memoir. So keep, keep doing what you're doing. 